0: Welcome back to another episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me again this week. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this week and how I'm feeling before we actually dive into this interview with our guest this week, Hannah Beer. So I'm not sure if it's just me, it's probably not just me because I do believe we are always going through astrological shifts and also it's so cool how our menstrual cycle plays such a huge role in how we feel from day to day and week to week and it's really cool to zoom out and really see the connections And like what phase you're in in your menstrual cycle. Anyways, my period should be arriving next week. And I always feel the same way um, the week leading up to my cycle starting again. I kind of feel a little bit withdrawn and a little bit hermity. And I mean, definitely... More emotional than usual. So, I'm definitely feeling all of those feels this week. It's been an interesting week for me here. And I just kind of like don't even know what day it is, to be completely honest with you. But, anyways, that's what's happening over here in my world. I hope you're all having a great week. This week, we have an interview with Hannah Beer. We're talking all about family constellation therapy. I find this super, super interesting. I love talking about therapy and all related subjects. So I know you're going to really enjoy this episode with Hannah, and we'll just get over to the interview right now. Hey Hannah, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on with us this week. Thanks so much for having me Meg. I'm really excited too. Yeah, of course. So I just, you're such a sweetheart and I'm so excited for everyone to meet you throughout this next hour and learn so much from you. But before we get started, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone?
1: Yeah, I'd love that. So my name is Hannah Beer. I'm an energy healer and family constellation therapist. And I help really ambitious women who have big dreams for their lives, actually realize them. So when people come to me, usually their love lives are a mess, or their finances are a mess, or they just feel really like just kind of lost in life. And then what we do together is create a vision of their ideal life, how much money they want to make, what their love life should look like. And then as an energy healer and family constellation therapist, I kind of look at what we need to heal for that to be their reality. So I'm very, I'm very practical girl, but I'm also really passionate about helping people heal to the extent that it really shows in their external circumstances.
0: Amazing. So how did you get started with this type of work?
1: It was so looking back, I kind of see how I've kind of been prepared for this my entire life. But I was very reluctant to start a business. I was very reluctant to become a coach. So my entire life, I've basically struggled with mental illness. I had an anxiety disorder. I had PTSD, depression. I grew up in a very difficult family environment. And by the age of 14, I had also developed anorexia and it was really skinny and um, it was, I, I, I always kind of assumed that because of what I had experienced, I wasn't going to live beyond my teenage years. And then when I was 14, I met a therapist and she kind of helped me get through high school because I, I was really suicidal for most of my early teenage years, like around 10 to 13, I was hardly even alive. And I just kind of thought like, if my life was this terrible already, like, what's there to live for. I didn't really have a vision for the future. But then with the help of my therapist, I made it through high school. And At the end of high school, I started studying fashion and I just still didn't really have a direction for my life. Just thought like, this isn't going to go anywhere. I can just, I was drinking a lot, partying a lot because I just didn't really know where this was going. I was still struggling. The same old issues, I had like a terrible, Mighty mindset, terrible relationships, I felt so bad about myself and life was just really, really hard. And then at some point, I kind of decided to, I wanted to figure out what was wrong with me. Because after my work with my therapist ended, We kind of agreed that I would find somebody else to work with because she was a children's therapist. And after I graduated from high school and moved to a different city, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna find somebody else and let's see if they can help me a little bit more. And what happened was that most of the therapists, all the therapists that I talked to, I talked to most of the therapists in the city that I was in at the time. And every single person I talked to rejected me because they said, well, your case is too severe. Like we can give you medication but we basically can't help you. Like, we, this is like kind of out of our ballpark. And in a way, I appreciated that. And in another way, I was like, wow, it's that bad? Because they looked at my case file and saw everything that I was struggling with. They were like, no, we can't do this. Like you can go to a closed institution. We can give you medication. There's basically no cure for that. And I was like, wow, OK, OK. And then for a couple of years, I was just kind of living with that and thinking, well, then there's no point in me being alive anyway, until at some point, I kind of decided to try. Because until that point, I always just kind of thought, well, my life's a mess. Like anything that could go wrong with a child went wrong with me, you know, like terrible luck. Um, but then I, I kind of decided to try and to study and to learn. And I thought to myself even if I don't find a solution at least I've tried and that's how I started studying the brain and the nervous system and I read lots of psychological studies just to start to understand from there I went into Ayurveda and yoga and and I meditated for eight to ten hours a day like I would get up at four in the morning do two hours of chanting do my kundalini yoga kriya meditate the entire day, go to sleep, and just like live with the seasons. I was basically a monk, because I was like a lab. I, I just wanted to test on myself to see what was working, what wasn't. And in that time was when people first came to me and said, Hannah, you know, what's, what's up with you? Like, you're so weird, you're so different. And um, my friends at the time did not know what yoga or meditation was. So they were like, you're doing something strange tell us what this is. And then they convinced me to start to teach yoga workshops. And at the end of the workshops, people stayed and started telling me their problems. And, you know, I have these problems with my family and these problems. And I was able to explain to them kind of what was going on in their bodies because I had done all this research. And then they said, wow, you know me so much better than a therapist. And I was like, no, get away from me. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a professional. I definitely can't help you. I'm such a big mess myself. And that was like the first moment where I noticed that people were kind of sent my way and really wanted to be around me for healing. But it was such a hard no for that. So that I think that moment kind of like put me on the path of being a healer. But from there, it still took many, many years for me to open up to the idea that that could be my profession.
0: Yeah. And look at where you are right now. So I just kind of want to talk a little bit more about that because I think what you said and what you described really will resonate with so many listening today, feeling like their story is their story. And this is like the way life is. And if they feel this way right now, there's really no changing it no getting out of it but you're living proof I mean you and I are both living proof that you can drastically change your life but man you have an incredible story so especially when professionals were basically turning you away and saying I can't help you so it would have been so easy for you to just hold on to that story and thinking like okay, I feel like I'm a mess and I, I'm i actually being told that no one can help me. So I know you mentioned that you started like meditating, um, researching all the things, doing yoga and whatnot. But maybe really like, can we get into your story a little bit more about how you learned to basically heal yourself and let go of those old stories that you were telling yourself, but also that other people were telling you too.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a big undertaking. Because like I mentioned in the beginning, I did not know if there was a solution. Mm -hmm. It just felt like I was kind of in this dark room. I was trying to find a light switch that would hopefully lead me to the door. But I did not know if it was even a room, if there was even a light switch. Like I just felt so lost. And... In the beginning, like I said, I was dabbling in anything that I could find. Like I discovered the self-development industry and it felt like everybody had the solution. Like you have to do hypnosis work in your subconscious mind. Like that's where all your problems are. People would say, it's a vitamin D- D- B deficiency. Like there's nothing else than that that's causing your depression. Or other people would say just to EMDR or just to talk therapy or some people would say, well, it's gonna take 10 years to unravel this or you just have to like tap into your yoni power to do it. And I I just tried all these things. And the more I tried them, I saw like little changes, but a lot of it just confused me more because it felt like I was kind of trying all the things and nothing really stuck and nothing really gave me the help that I needed. And in hindsight, I now see it makes a lot of sense because we don't really have anybody diagnosing you like when you first go into the self-development world nobody says oh you know for your issues hypnosis would help or for your issues this would help like we just kind of self-diagnose and self-medicate and it's a lot of trial and error so i was in that trial and error and at some point i felt like what am i even doing like is this even possible to heal and what really really shifted things for me was finding family constellation therapy which is a healing modality that goes through your family system and through your childhood, it really heals basically where our deepest wounds come from. Mm Because all of us basically know that our biggest stuff comes from our families, um, you know, our money patterns we inherited from our parents and our fear of love is something that came from our childhood and even our predisposition to breast cancer. It's also something that And most of us know that, but I covered Family Constellation Therapy. I kind of looked around myself and I thought, wow, we really don't go there. Like we try to meditate away our issues, but hardly anybody really covers the family system. And so I, I started working with a Family Constellation Therapist. And I did all her courses, all her programs. I did all the sessions she would offer me. And that was the first time that I really felt like things were shifting within a short period of time. In a very lasting way. Like my depression melting away, my anxiety disorder was going away. I had no attacks anymore, which was amazing. And then from there, all of a sudden, like money started flowing. And I had never experienced that before. It was so crazy for me to have more than a hundred bucks in the bank account. Like it was just insane. And just to have those tangible, lasting changes, like just opened my eyes to the possibility that healing was possible. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing that just completely blew me away.
0: Absolutely incredible. So we actually haven't talked about that type of therapy on the show before. So I'm so happy that you brought that up. And do you have any places to point people into the right direction if they were interested in that type of therapy? Is, is that something that you offer yourself?
1: Yeah, I am a facilitation therapist and it's actually not very well known in the I have many clients in the US. I'm actually really, really passionate about telling people in the US that this even exists because it's a healing method that's very well known in Chile and Argentina, Germany, the Netherlands, but many countries just haven't heard of it at all. So for those of you who are like, I have family issues, Uh, where can I go to learn more about this? There's actually not many books about it because the founder of Family Constellation Therapy thought of himself more as a philosopher. So there's like philosophy books, but not really any books that describe the actual modality of healing. Mm. Um, As we are recording this, I'm actually about to release my first book, because I kind of wanted to fill that void. Um, I did a big Google myself on Family Constellation Therapy, because I get these questions a lot from clients like, where can I learn more? And there's just not a lot available because it's still like a little bit under the radar. So I think the best thing, if you just want to learn more about the modality is to pick up my book. It's called Unlimited. And it's it's just the best um, resource if you want to learn more.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. We'll definitely like link that up into the show notes for sure. So when you were going through that type of therapy and your own journey, what were some of the biggest practices for you that started creating like the biggest shifts when you were like learning about your family and things like that?
1: Yeah, so in Family Constellation Therapy, we do healings and those healings are called constellations. So those things just completely changed things for me. Um, A constellation is basically where we work in the energetic field of your family system. So as an energy healer, I would work in somebody's individual energy field. It's what we call aura. It's It's like a halo around a person. And every family system has that as well. So all the souls that are part of your family are kind of connected. It's like this invisible web. So that so even if you move very far away from your family, you're, you still feel connected. Like they still influence you, and that's because you're part of the same energy field. In biology, this is called the morphic field. So in family constellation therapy, we say we do healings in the field. It's a type of energy healing, and it's basically when we take certain different family members and we do a healing with them. So the crazy thing about family consolation therapy is that we don't just do a healing on you, we do a healing on your entire family. So if say you have some confidence issues, if it feels like you persistently feel like you're not enough, like you're alone in the world, nobody really loves you, you feel really shaky in yourself, uh, a family dynamic that causes this very frequently is rejection of a parent. So if you rejected a parent or you felt rejected by them and rejected them back. So rejection of a parent is a thing that tanks self esteem like crazy. Because by rejecting your parent, you're basically saying, uh, I don't like I don't like you and then those parts that you reject about your parent you also have within yourself. Mm-hmm. That's right partly mom, partly dad. And so when you reject, say, mom, you also reject the part of you that is mom. Mm-hmm. So it always goes into the self-rejection piece. And so in that case, we would basically do a healing with you and your mom. And then it's it's just kind of like a hole gets stuffed. In. And it's like the deepest hole that we could possibly stuff. And it's just so amazing. So it's it's really a hands-on healing. So if you do a constellation with a family consultation therapist first day an hour afterwards you don't have to repeat it like it's not like a practice that you have to do every single day oh, okay. it's something that you do once and then it's fixed for good and this is the thing that just blew my mind because I always thought I was always told well, you can't change your family and healing takes a long time and in family consultation therapy we do healings on things like incest we work on things like war trauma. Like I have clients who've experienced terrible things. And the amazing thing is that we can go there and it does not cause people to unravel and to just leave them hanging in their pain. It's something that can be resolved in as little as one to two hours. And then somebody who can, can go on and feel the that kind of that weight lifted mm-hmm. and just go on with their lives. And as somebody who's experienced so much trauma myself, that really blew my mind like in an hour for that to be resolved and for me to feel such tangible changes afterwards. Yeah. So to, to sum it up, um, the most amazing thing that I've experienced in feeling the constellation therapy that was so helpful was just the constellations themselves.
0: Okay. Wow. That makes so much sense. And just as you were talking, I can see how it can be so beneficial and I know a lot of people that I talk to and come to me, like I do, um, clearings with my clients and a lot of the times they like walk away and it's like, wow, that was so much more beneficial than just a sit down type of talk therapy. So I feel like that's kind of what you're getting at is you don't have to like get into that muck and start unraveling everything again. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because it goes against many beliefs that other therapists hold things like you have to feel all the feelings you felt back then in order to be able to move on, Mm -hmm. or you have to understand what happened in order to be able to move on. And like the constellations work anyway, Mm -hmm. like you don't have to go all the way back into the trauma. And it's actually a little bit, it's actually something that I actively avoid with my clients because I have clients all over the world and I don't see them in person. When we talk about something that's really, really triggering, it's just important that I don't take them all the way into the darkness because they could go into a trauma spiral. Like they could hyperventilate, they could, like it could actually be really, re traumatizing. Mm -hmm. So it's really great that you can work on, on those topics without it being extremely triggering. And it's just, it's really, it's really great. I'm, I'm such a fan of it. Yeah. Every time I get to facilitate something, like I'm, I'm just as big a fan as my clients
0: are. Amazing, yeah. And I just want to clarify, I didn't mean like not going and feeling your feelings, right? Because I think both you and I know how important it is to feel the things to like move through the thing, right? We both know how important that is. But like you said, there are some circumstances where that can be so triggering and can actually cause a spiral. So having a type of therapy like this available is So amazing. I love it. So you also mentioned that when you were going through your own healing journey, not only were you able to overcome a lot of your mental health issues, but you just started experiencing more abundance with money as well. So you must have done some healing with your family that also manifested in like the money Area, the money health aspect of your life.
1: Oh yeah, that was a big piece of healing I needed. So my issues were that money seemingly just kind of ran through my fingers and I wasn't able to hold on to it. I had this deep belief of I don't know how to make money. I had a complete fear of money, looking at it, dealing with it, thinking about it, which isn't great when you're in business for yourself. <laughs> it was definitely difficult. And I just felt so scared of even being able to survive because I felt like I was so terrible with money. And that's also something that I worked on a lot with my family constellation therapist. And we basically did different family healings to address the money issues from different angles. And so, So something that many people kind of don't take into account when they think about their own families, uh, about their own finances, it's how their family system affects that. And something that's really important to talk about is the well set point in your family system. So as human beings, your number one need is to belong to your family system. It's just how we're biologically wired. Your family are the most important people. Without them, you wouldn't have life. Without them, you wouldn't be here. They're the people who brought you into this world. They're the people who helped you grow up. And that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And there's this crazy unshakable bond between parents and their child. Like I said, even if we move far away, even if our parents are incarcerated, even if mom has passed away, even if we reject a parent, even if our parents reject us, like our parents and we just have such a deep, deep, deep connection. And through that connection, there's always this felt sense of wanting to stay in line with the family system. So if your family if your family of origin, say, has a well set point of about $2,000 a month, so if that's the amount of money that people usually receive every single month, you start your business and you say, well, I, I want to make 20000 Um, and you have some unresolved things in your family system, it's very likely that you will stay at the 2,000 a month because a part of you feels like it's more important to be a part of my family than to be rich. You know because biologically speaking if you don't belong to your family there is a felt sense that you could die so of course you'll stay close to your family system and when my family conversation therapist first explained that to me i was like oh my god i hired all the business coaches i did all the business strategy i did all the marketing and i was still stuck at the same level and then as a result of doing some constellations it just felt like I was able to bond with my family in different ways. Like I, I was able to belong to my family in a different way. And that kind of opened me up to be able to make any amount of money. And then my business put, my, my money quadrupled and tripled and doubled and 10 x And just from there, it was like a complete explosion. But in the beginning, what I needed to do was kind of figure out how do I belong to my family and surpass them financially. So sometimes I get clients who've also seen business coaches, and they'll say, "Well, just charge a thousand a month, or charge, you or know, just slap another zero on it." And and like their psyche sometimes like freezes, and it can seem so irrational because to some people it's just money, it's just numbers. But if if this is your way of belonging to the family system, it can feel like death. You mm-hmm. feel like you need to sabotage this with all of your power. And then for other people, and I also have many clients who are who come from very wealthy families. And for them, the felt sense is, is if I don't make a lot of money, I won't belong. So those clients will choose to become lawyers, doctors, charge a lot of money in the beginning in their businesses. And that's really fascinating too, especially when that person might not want to go down that career path, but feel like they need to in order to belong.
0: Yeah. And just you talking about this, you can totally think of some people in your life where you can see in both cases, right, where it's happening. So where do those people begin starting to work on those bonds? Yeah.
1: So one thing that's really helpful is to start to make a list of how do you unconsciously bond with your family system? Like, what do you have in common? So if your mom has hormonal issues, you have hormonal issues, write that down. If your mom has anxiety, you have anxiety, write that down. If your mom experienced some trauma around 12, you experienced trauma around 12, write that down. Um, Sometimes, especially look at the ages. So any major defining moments of your mom and dad at a certain age, there's oftentimes a correlation, especially between women and their feminine lineage. So it could be, I once had a client, it was so interesting. All the women in her family system on her mom's side all moved to San Diego at 24, all of them. Every single one of them thought, I'm doing this out of my own volition, i want to leave the cold of the East Coast, I wanna live in California, it's what I'm choosing. Like every single person thought that, it was fascinating. And, or sometimes I get clients who say, I really have to get a divorce. And then I ask them, well, when did your parents get a divorce? And they'll say, well, around the age that I am. And I was like, well, who's choosing to have a divorce? Is it you bonding with your family system? Or is it really true that there's something complete, like there's something that can't be resolved between you right. and your spouse. So really think about what do you have in common? And then do it with your dad and also do it with your family system overall. Do people tend to to make a lot of money and then lose it? Is there a pattern of women being um, being a little bit oppressed by their husbands? Like that's something that also get, they also get a lot. Is it that you have a lot of arthritis? Like many people who come from war families, especially my Eastern European clients, I have some clients in Scandinavia as well. Like sometimes there's a lot of arthritis, especially with a few men that I have. And that's usually, it usually points that their um, grandparents or even the clients themselves have been involved in some kind of a war trauma. So it's kind of like, sometimes it's the body trying to prevent itself from being able to do harm. And when your ancestors have killed people, it's so much more likely that you will Um, create autoimmune diseases or some kind of a condition that will keep you from being able to have the mobility that you would ideally have. So write down how are you bonding with your family system and look at your life objectively because you'll probably find many more things that you might not have been aware of.
0: Okay so I'm just thinking about the ladies listening to our show right now. So many of the women in my community, they struggle with hormonal issues, body image, body acceptance, self-esteem, self-trust. So it would be a really wise idea for them to look at how their, like, family feels about all these things and, like, how that reflects within their own family, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, those things are so interesting. So, family consolation therapy, interestingly enough, is very popular for hormonal issues. And I'm personally a little bit conflicted about that because I kind of, if I take on a client to work on homo- hormones with them, I, can't, I also want them to see a nutritionist and to go see their gynecologist, and like to do more things than to just see me because I don't want this, like, I feel, yeah, it's just difficult to treat family constellation therapy as like a physical healing modality. Because sure. it's like we more share, we more think, you know, we're gonna heal any family dynamics that affect your hormones in a negative way, and then your body can heal itself. Mm-hmm. But with hormones and low self-esteem, like, it's so fascinating. A lot of what we look at in Family Constellation Therapy are things like traumas that your mom, grandma, great-grandma have, have experienced, miscarriages, abortions, deaths in childbirth, um, traumatic divorces, women being murdered. Like these are the things we look at and for every single person who has hormonal issues, there's a variety of those in their lineage. And usually, what happens is that people kind of shut down their bodies because there's a sense of it's not safe to have children. Because mm-hmm. if I have children, I might die in childbirth. Or if I have a child, that child might die. Or if I have a child, my husband might leave me. And it's something that we inherit from the previous generations. So it could be that one of the women listening, you know, that you grew up and you had a pretty good childhood and everything kind of turned out well. And then your body creates these mysterious hormonal issues. And it's usually family related if you've seen, um, if you've seen a nutritious and you've done all the things you were supposed to do and it's still like this mysterious thing
0: because
1: mm-hmm. that's when it's it can be um, epigenetic, that's when it can be transgenerational where there's like a deep seated fear of allowing this part of your body to flow. So sometimes when we like kind of unblock that in the family system and then somebody sees the, you know, holistic practitioner, it just kicks in right away. It can be something that just speeds up the process like crazy because that um, transgenerational pattern is also resolved. It's kind of like looking at it from more perspectives than just one.
0: Yeah. And that's what I'm all about. It doesn't have to be like just going to do this type of therapy or just seeing a nutritionist or whoever you're choosing to work with. Right. I know in my own journey of getting my period back, I wasn't doing like family constellation therapy specifically, but I looked back through what I do as a spiritual coach and I looked back at some of my beliefs around my body, right? And some of my beliefs around my body were related to how my mom experienced her body. And what's really interesting, and I'm just sharing this because we're on the topic of like hormones and how um, you know, you could be struggling with your hormones and your mom could have, and your grandma could have, um, my mom actually was told she was never supposed to have children. She hardly ever had a period. And that was my issue. I had zero period. So I really like, I went back and did my own type of, um, clearings to really release those old stored beliefs within myself. So I'm all for what you're saying, like to do these different types of healing and also be integrating what we know is also important, right? Like nutrition, proper nutrition, supplementation, that sort of thing. So That's absolutely incredible. Now, you have come so far within your life, and you just amaze me, and you're just like an incredible human helping so many people. So what are some of the things that are lighting you up in your life right now?
1: (sighs) The thing I'm most excited about right now is that my book is released. It was a long process of writing it. It's something that I've dreamed of for a long time. And yeah. I I'm, I'm just so excited. I've always wanted to be an author and it really
0: feels like a life dream come true. Uh I'm so proud of you. We'll definitely like I said have that linked up in the show notes and stuff. But one thing I want to kind of bring back from earlier in our conversation Hannah is that you just said you felt so lost for so many years, right? And I know we have listeners that probably feel that way right now. So what is something that you can offer them, say to them? What would you say to these listeners that feel like they're lost or stuck and the story that they're believing right now is going to be their story forever?
1: Yeah, I so get that. I really, really, really get it. I think the thing that I would have loved to hear in that moment is that when I feel like I'm not okay, I'm really not okay like to just not need to downplay it more. Because I feel like when you're in that, sometimes you think, well, I should should just stop complaining and I just need to get it together. And if only I could fix this one thing then everything would be good. And why can't I just be more disciplined and why can't I just blank? And I just want to say, if if you're not okay, that's because you're not okay. Mm -hmm. Because if you were okay, you would know. Mm -hmm. the other thing that that's a little tricky because I remember when I was like really in the darkness and if somebody had said this is a blessing you know it's gonna get better I was like oh I remember one time my therapist said to me you're gonna be okay again and I was like I don't know what okay feels like I've never been okay like I think I was born with an anxiety disorder like I I don't know what okay feels like and for those of you who really don't remember okay or can picture okay, sometimes something that I kind of committed to myself was, I just don't have anything better to do than to keep on searching. I don't have anything better that I could do with my life than to just see if I can heal. And that's in a way, there's a lot of freedom in that. And so if if you feel this way, then just keep on searching. because mm-hmm. many of us have found our way out and you have nothing to lose.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that. And I do have one more question for you that I ask all of my guests. And that is, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? <sighs>
1: I really do feel unbreakable now. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's just nothing that can shock me anymore. Um, I, I just, it's, it's really crazy. I'm not afraid of hardly anything anymore because I feel like I've experienced it all. And I'm like, it was bad, but I don't think I'm gonna go back there.
0: Yeah. So
1: to be unbreakable, I think it's also just having learned the tools to bounce back from anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's, that's to be unbreakable, to be able to bounce back from anything. And I do believe that that's something that anybody can learn.
0: I love that so much Hannah and honestly thank you so much for coming on the show today I could keep talking to you forever and ever um where can everyone find you sweetheart
1: sure my website is hannahbear.com which is h-a-n-n-a-b-i-e-r.com and you're also welcome to send me an email if you have like a personal question about your family I know it can be a little bit daunting to talk about this with somebody. But if you just have a personal question, I'm always open to emails. You can email me at hello at hannabeard.com and I'll get back to you.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And you're on social media too.
1: I am. My Instagram handle is Hannah Free Spirited. H-A-N-N-A. No H at the end.
0: Awesome. We will link that up as well. Thank you so much, sweetheart, for joining me on the show today. Everyone's going to love this episode, I know. Thank you so much for having me. We'll be